All right, Shavosai, good morning. Let us begin. We have a beautiful, beautiful bath ahead of us today. A lot, a lot to do today. Begin by thanking our sponsors. To thank all of our Tamil Torah sponsors for the month of Nisan. Jerry and Abby Applebaum for dedicating the Shi'urim in memory of Basia Baschaim. David Ben Avram, Doctors Paul and Linda Weinberg for dedicating Shurim the Schuss of, of a the Aliyah for the Nisham of Mordechai Yoshua Ben Paris Moshe Valeh and Miriam, Paul and Kathy Pollock in the Schuss of a Rafush for Donna Baker Matson, Stephen Terizin with gratitude to Hashem for their grandson Bunim Tzvi Hirsch, Naftali Tilson with Akaras Atov to his Haver Benjamin Wall and with wishes for a Chakosher Bisamech to the entire Shir. And Avram and Shane D. Kelman in the schus of an aliyah for the neshama of Sarah Braina Bas Yoshua Heschel. We hope that in the merit of our Tamil Torah, all of the neshamas will have an aliyah and their families in the Chamar So with that, let us begin. We have an ambitious goal today of the Merit Hashem finishing the daf with a very, very, very special surprise in the daf, embedded in the daf for us. So we'll say, so today's daf is Lamites. Hopefully you did your homework. We are picking up on the second to last line of Lamed Ches Amad Beis 38B, Abayi Amr. Both remember again, we're still in the same topic. I just wanted to cover a little bit of ground. We're still on the same topic, namely, trying to distinguish between the Reisha and the Seifa of the Mishnah. We had two cases in which a, a Shomeres Yavam went ahead and, well, we have two cases. One case is where she inherits property while waiting for Yibum. The second is where she dies while waiting for Yibum. And the Mishnah launches into a discussion regarding the laws of inheritance as they apply to this particular woman. Abayi says the Rish, the first case in the Mishnah, is where she inherited property when she is a Shomaris Yavam. She's waiting for Yibum. And what's that law? Seifa, the the Baal. The Seifa is talking about where she already passed away, where she, where, after she had already performed Yibum. Top of Lamedes, because of Rabbi, and Rabbi holds, Yado ki Ultimately, again, her hand is, or I should say, his hand is like her hand. Meaning that Halacha Lamaisa, he acquires in the same way that she acquires Amalei Rabba. Rabba says, well, one second. Well, that's not totally true because if you're telling me that the Seifa is a case where they're already married, then everyone agrees that at the end of the day, the truth is in certain, in certain ways, the husband has even greater rights than the wife. Rather, again, we're back to what we said before. Both cases are talking about where she acquired property while she was still a Shomer HaSyabim. She was waiting for Yibum. Reisha Avad Ma'amar. Ah, okay, so I'll say, listen to this. The Reisha is a case where the Yavam did not yet perform Ma'amar. Sifa Da'avid Ba Ma'amar. So therefore, I'll say, with the Yimar's making the suggestion, because Samar Rava, Ma'amar Lebe Shamai, Ose Vadai Arusa, Vesafek Nisua. So ultimately, again, the Mishnah reflects the view of Beishamai. Beishamai says that Mamar creates essentially a status of Vada Erosin. Remember, again, we've seen this before already. As to what Mamar accomplishes. Beishamai holds Mamar is really powerful and Mamar is really effective. That Mamar, in, in this formulation here, according to Beishamai, Mamar goes ahead and creates a situation of what he calls Vada Erosin. Safik Nisuin. What does that mean? Vada Arusa Litros Patsara. So Ma'amar creates Vada Irusin 
in that, after you go ahead and do ma'amar, with the oven does ma'amar, with the particular woman, he has pushed aside the co-wives. So at this point in time, again, this is the designated wife, and the tsaros themselves, the co-wives, are now exempted from yibum. The suffix nisua, and ultimately creates suffix nisuin, lachlok b'nechasim. Ultimately, again, to allow him to potentially go ahead and divide up property. Again, in the event, let's say that this woman dies, to divide up property with her family. Incredible. Itmar Mishmei Drebe Lazar. I'm sorry. Itmar Mishmei Drebe Lazar. Kavase Drebe. Itmar Mishmei Drebe Yossi. Rabbi Hanino. Kavase Dabai. So now we have a fundamental machlokis in Rava as to how to interpret the case of the Mishnah. So the Gemara says as follows. Umi Amar Rabbe Lazar. Hachid Rabbe Lazar actually say this. Vaham Rabbe Lazar. Ma'amar Rabbe Shamay. Eino Kona. El Litchos Batsara Bilvad. Yet, Rabbi we learned that halacha l'maisa, ma'amar, according to Beis Shammai, is only effective to do what? To go ahead and, essentially, litchos b'tzara, litchos b'tzara means that after the yavam does ma'amar with, the, with a particular wife, the other wives, essentially, are free. They're free, to, they're, free to, they're free to marry, they're free to go about their business. So the Gemara says, Epoch, you're right, switch around the shitos. The Yavai is saying, the other possibility is, li'olam o'seifoch, no, you don't have to turn around the shitos, so ultimately, Rabbi will say like this, or, or in interpretation of Rabbi will say like this, when do I say ultimately again, when did I state my position? Meaning that a get is not going to be enough to dissolve the marriage, rather what? She's going to require chalitza as well. Lachlok benechasim, delokani miamri, but at the end of the day to go ahead and split up. I'm sorry. Um, Lachlok benechasim, delokani miamri, but ultimately again to go ahead and say that he does not acquire property, he has to divide a property. Did I ever state anything like that? To which the Yomar Samra Papa, do you could demasnisin kavase da'abaye? Surah Papa says, ultimately, the Mishnah seems to really align itself with Abaye, even though, even though the case of where she passed away seems to pose a problem. Okay? Because remember again, what did the Mishnah say? The Mishnah spoke about property, that came into the marriage or that go out <laughs> with her. What does it mean, property that comes in and property that goes out? It must be referring to property that comes into the domain of the husband and that leaves the domain of the husband into the domain of the father. And even though, again, we have the question about the case where she passed away, instead of going ahead and talking about the case where Allah Instead of going ahead and slicing the case of where she passed away, so instead of going ahead and setting this up as a case where she passes away, and then the discussion is who divides up the property, go ahead and dissect or um, distinguish in the case ultimately where she's still alive, and don't make it a question about inheritance, but rather make it a question about usage. Sulo Midi. Tumar says it's a good point. 
But there's nothing more to discuss regarding this matter. So we'll say, this concludes this sugya over here. Just just to, to kind of highlight this a little bit. Um, I'll think about the Rambam with me. Okay, so we'll say, so the Rambam Paskins, the Rambam Paskins, that halacha lemaisa, halacha lemaisa, the point, the point that I think is important to take from here is the status of a shomeres yavam. Right? And the status of a Shomeris Yavam is that when a woman is waiting for Yibom, the Rambam Paskins like the opening line of this Mishnah, which is a Shomeris Yavam, her Yavam has absolutely no rights in her property. So this is incredibly important. So therefore, again, whatever she does with her property, she buys, she sells, she inherits. The Yavam has absolutely no rights in that. So she, in other words, let's say, for example, she sells off all of her property, then she gets married, or then she does Yibom. The Yavam has no rights to go back and extract any of that property. Now, remember, contrast that with a typical marriage, right? In a typical marriage, a wife, let's say, comes away, Rachel comes into a property, Rachel comes into a marriage with uh, five fields, Right, she's not married to Ruvain. She decides, you know what, one day I'd like to have a little bit more uh, cash on hand. So she sells off a field. What's Taloch in that case? Ruvain could go back and, and extract the property from the purchasers. Why? Because since Ruvain has payros, Ruvain has usage. Remember again, Rachel holds on to the title of her property, but Ruvain has usage. That usage allows him to avoid any sale that she makes. The point that the sugi is making over here is that a yavam does not have that power. And I will say this goes back to a same central theme, which is, although there is a zika, right? There's a zika. There is a a, a quasi-marital bond that exists between the yavam and the yavama. It's a weak bond. It's It's a connect. Maybe what we'd call it is a connection and not necessarily a bond. So it's a connection in that, again, there is a relationship there that if neither of them want to pursue it, it has to be actively dissolved. But Lamaisa does not give him active rights in anything else. Incredible. I will say, what about the case ultimately where she passes away, right? The Seifa of the Mishnah, where Halacha Lamaisa, she passes away. What do we do in that case? So there, the Rambam Paskins like Beisilo, that Halacha Lamaisa, all the property remains in its Chazaka status. So whoever was Mokhzak, whoever had the property, ultimately, whoever has the Chazak on the property, ultimately retains the property. Incredible. But let's, say, let's go back there. Kan Saharihi. So remember again, the Mishnah says something very interesting. The Mishnah said, once they do Yibum, once they do Yibum, ultimately she is treated like his wife. Right? Lashon of the Mishnah was, Kan Saharihi ki ishto l'chol davar. Right? If they get married, if they get married, she is like his wife. In every matter, so we'll say the Gemara says lemay So what, like, what is that? What does that mean? In other words, what is the Mishnah coming to add on? So this is very interesting. Very interesting. We'll say what does it teach me? That after the couple does yibum, after after Shimon does yibum with Rachel, if they decide a year later, ten years later, a month later, that you know what, this marriage is not working out, he has to divorce her with a get, with a regular document of divorce. Not only that, but Allah so let's say they divorce, and then they decide, you know what, we'd like to reconcile, that Allah so as long as she has not married anyone else in the interim, they are permitted to get back together. To which the Gemara says, Pshita, I don't understand why, why what's, what's the Chiddush over here? They're just like any other marriage. Ah, I'll tell you why. 
Amrachmana, Vadayin Yebume Harishon Aleha, Bechalitza in, Beget Lo. Snevo says it's very simple. I might have thought that since this is a Yibum relationship, maybe the Yibum identity of the relationship devolves upon the marriage in its entirety. To the point that even if you want to dissolve this marriage, how do you dissolve Yibum? How do you dissolve Yibum? With Chalitza. With Chalitza. I will say, now again, not only do you, not, not only do you dissolve a, yib, a Yibum bond with Chalitza before Yibum was performed, but the Havamina is, V'lakalo v'yibma. 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 With the Gemara Zashin, the Pasuk says, he will take her as a wife, V'yibma, and he'll do Yibum. The Gemara Zashin, you might have thought that the Yibum identity of this relationship devolves upon the marriage in its entirety, to the point that even if you want to dissolve this marriage, what? You have to dissolve it like Yibum, i.e. with Chalitza, once they do Yibum, this morphs into a normal marriage or in every way. And therefore, if they want to dissolve it, they need to go ahead and do Chalitza. So the Gemara says, Machzira. Furthermore, again, after they divorce, if he wants to remarry her, he can remarry her. Pshita, Sadayat Hamina Mitzvah Deram Yarachman Aleya Avra, Avda, Hashta Teikom Aleya Be'isra Eshazach. So it is very interesting. Why would you have thought otherwise? Listen to this. I might have thought like this. The Torah says, there's an erva, right? I will say, who's the erva? The erva is, the erva is my brother's wife, right? Eshazach. The Torah says that that prohibition is lifted, right? In order to do yibum. But I might have thought that once they do yibum and then they decide to get divorced, then what? Perhaps the Isra Eshazach returns, right? Perhaps it just comes back. Kamash Molono. Say that essentially, once Yibam occurs, this is fascinating, once Yibam occurs, the Isra Eishas Ach is totally dispensed with. There is no longer any Isra Eishas Ach to the point that even if they marry, right, once they marry, even if they divorce, if they decide to remarry, ultimately that would be permitted. Incredible. They Mahachanami. One second. Why don't we say that? That's actually a good svara. Right? Why don't we say that? That Allah said the Isra Eishasach is lifted to Allah for Yibum, but once they decide to divorce, the Isra Eishasach comes back and would preclude what? Would preclude what? Them remarrying each other. To which the Gemara Sa'amakra, Velakhalo the Isha, Kevan Shalakha, Harehi ki Ishta Lechol Dover. Because the Bible the Pasik says, he will take her as a wife. And the Torah indicates to us, that once Yibam is performed, this relationship transforms into a normative marriage. Incredible. Obilvashate, we'll say first wide line, Obilvashate Subasa. And I will say now there is now, so in, essentially the Mishnah says once Yibam is performed, this becomes a totally normal marriage. There is one notable exception. What's the notable exception? Ksuva. Ksuva. That halacha lamaisa, the ksuva of this woman is against, or I should say, is, is leveraged against whose estate? Ruvain's. Right? Remember again, this is the one major distinction. She has no ksuva claim upon her yavam, upon Shimon. Her ksuva claim goes against the property or is levied against the property of Ruvain. Now, I will say, now interestingly enough, remember, who inherits Ruvain? Who inherits Ruvain? Right? Shimon, the brother, right? The yavam. So interestingly enough, remember again, Shimon may end up carrying the, the, the responsibility, but Lamaisa, remember as you spoke about yesterday, we will say, why does this matter? When you get married, when you get married, what's encumbered to the ksuva? What's encumbered? Everything. Mamish everything. 
real property, movable property, which again means that as a married man, if you want to sell anything, technically speaking, anything you sell is encumbered, right? Has, has, has some type of claim against it. The difference over here is that when Shimon does Yibum, it is only Ruvain's property that is encumbered to the Ksuva, but Shimon's own property is unencumbered. Says my time why is that? Both say this is fascinating. My time, Isha Hiknula Minashamayim. You know, both say, do you know why? Because ultimately, again, Hakadosh Baruch Hu provided this woman for this man. Both say, which is another way of saying what? Shimon did not really choose this relationship, right? He didn't choose it. It was thrust upon him. Now there's a mitzvah for him to do yibum. He's doing the mitzvah. Look at Rashi, almost right across from Rashi. Minashamayim below Shibed Nechasav Luxuvasa. The idea of aksuba being encumbered, right? Why, why is it that when a man gets married, his property is encumbered to the ksuba? Why? Because he's willingly entering into this relationship. So part of what he, right? So what, what, what woman comes into our relationship, she brings with her her property, she brings with her her possessions, and although she retains title, her husband gets full usage. What does the husband bring financially to the table? Aksuba commitment. And ultimately, again, a lien against all of his property. But that assumes that both parties are coming in willingly to this relationship. In this case over here, the Yavim didn't actively choose to be part of this. Sure, he's choosing to do Yibum, but Lamaisa contextually, he did not choose to be in this situation. Ultimately, again, HaKadosh Baruch Hu brought about this situation. So reflective of the fact that he did not choose this, there's no encumbrance against his property. Rather, it's against the deceased brother's estate. So the Gemara will say, now listen to this. The last line in our Rishon, what happens if Reuben died penniless? Reuben died penniless. So there is no estate of the first husband. Right? So what happens to Rachel's Ksuva? Listen to this. Ultimately, again, they, Chazal instituted and said, Shimon, you have to give her Ksuva. So what's an interesting case? Say, in other words, normally what we'll say is when Reuben has property, so the ksuba will come from Reuben's property. But Allah if Reuben doesn't have any property, then the ksuba will have to come from Shimon's property. Why? See, I will say, there are a couple of reasons for the ksuba. Number one, ksuba gives a woman a sense of financial security, both during marriage as well as in the event of death or divorce. So there's a benefit for the woman. There's another benefit, benefit for the woman that Chazal wanted to create an instrument that would make a man think twice before divorcing his wife. What are we concerned about sometimes in the course of marriage? That if divorce becomes too easy, then what happens? What happens? As soon as someone gets upset, they can kind of pull that trigger. So what's the beauty of a ksuva? A ksuva causes you to pump the brakes a little bit. How so? Because if you're going to get divorced, that's fine. But understand that what? There's a lot of money you're gonna to have to pay. So because there's a lot of money you have to pay, it's kind of just a built, now again, sometimes divorce is required, sometimes divorce is necessary, sometimes the money has to be paid. But what it does is, it just forces the husband to pump the brakes a little bit and to think about again, am I making a rash decision because I'm upset? Or at the end of the day, is this truly the right course of action. So therefore I will say, either way, halacha is because of security of the woman, or in order to get the man to pump the brakes before any decision to divorce, halacha lamaisa, if Ruvain, the deceased husband, does not have any property, Shimon will have to go ahead and provide Rachel with a ksuba 
from his own property. So again, I will say this, Halacha Lamaisa. So Halacha Lamaisa, again, so first law number one, when they get married, the marriage transforms into a regular marriage, so therefore to dissolve it, you need to get. If when they get divorced, they want to reconcile and remarry, they can do so, as long as she hasn't married anyone else in the interim. Her ksuva is against her deceased husband, her first husband's estate, but should there be no property in Ruvain's estate, the ksuva is against Shimon's estate. Beautiful. Bosite, Mishnah. Mishnah, fascinating, fascinating Mishnah. Mitzvah begadol yabing. I will say the mitzvah is upon the oldest brother to do yibum. Mitzvah is upon the oldest brother to do yibum. Lo ratsa. We will say what happens if the oldest brother, I will say by the way, when we say oldest brother, oldest brother means oldest brother in this circumstance. Right? In other words, that, I will say by the way, how incredible is it that we're learning the sugya of Bukhar? Right? Antinus Bechorim. I'll say, how incredible is that? How absolutely incredible is that? So I'll say, so again, I just want to point out over here, Godel just means the oldest surviving brother. So, for example, if it's the Bechor who passed away, right, let's say in this case, Ruben, right, the brother is the Bechor, so it means again, the oldest brother, the next oldest brother. So, Mitzvah Begodel Yave. The Mitzvah is upon the oldest brother to go ahead and do Yibum. Lo Ratza, if he doesn't want to do Yibum, Mahalchin Al Achin. Ultimately, they go down the list. Go down the list for all the brothers. Lo ratzu. We'll say, what happens if they go down the list? Let's imagine for a moment this Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda. Four brothers. Four brothers. Reuven passes away. Okay? So we go to... We go to... We go... Sorry. We go to Shimon. Right? We go to Shimon. We say, Shimon, no, what are you going to do? So Shimon doesn't want to do Yibum. We go, Levi, Yehuda, no one wants to do Yibum. What's Talacha? So the Gemara is low ratsu. Now, actually, I should take it back. I'm saying they don't want to do Yibum. We'll see in the Gemara what low ratsu actually means. So if no one wants to take action, Chosrin Eitzel Gadol. We go back to the oldest brother. In this case, Shimon. We say to him, Alecha, Alecha Mitzvah, O Chalotz, O Yabem. So we'll say the buck stops essentially with the oldest brother. And if none of the other brothers want to do anything, we go back to the oldest brother. We say, listen, oldest brother. Right? Buck, right? Buck stops with you. You've got to take action. Either do chalitza or do yibum. In other words, you don't have to go ahead and do yibum if you don't want to do yibum. But Allah Chalamai say you have to do something. You have to do something. Well, listen to this. Let's say the brothers say, you know what? Our youngest brother, in this case Yehuda, he's a really good boy. He's a really good boy. He's not old enough right now to go ahead and do yibum. But wait for him a little bit. Wait for him a couple of years. And ultimately, he's going to do Yibam. So in this case, they said, let's wait for the younger brother. Or Shimon, who is now the oldest brother, is away on business. He's overseas. He'll be back in a little bit. Let's wait for him. So what do we say? Omrim lo alecha mitzvah, o chalotz, o yabeim. We say to him, ultimately, we say to that older brother, what are saying? We say to the older brother, or we say to whoever is there, the oldest brother who is present, we don't wait. We don't wait, right? At the end of the day, we're not waiting for the younger one to grow up. We're not waiting for anyone to go overseas, to come back from overseas. We don't delay the mitzvah. I want to show you something amazing. Take a look at Rashi. The, sec- the last short line of Rashi. Alecha mitzvah. Even though Shimon is older than you, is overseas. Since now you're the oldest brother who's here. Alecha mitzvah. Dishahuye mitzvah. Lo mishahinan. I will say, we do not go ahead and delay mitzvahs. I will say, do you know where that principle comes from? Mitzvah habali adecha atach mitzena. Ushmartem es ha matzos. Al tikri matzos ela mitzvos. 
They both say, absolutely incredible. Remember, we learned this concept. Torah says, Shmatimis Hamatzos. Sorry, Shmatimis Hamatzos. He's supposed to go ahead and, and watch, watch the Matzos, that they don't go ahead and don't, sorry, don't go ahead and make sure to perform the Mitzvos. And the Gemara says, when a Mitzvah comes to your hand, don't allow it to become Chametz. Don't allow, right? So the idea over here, the Gemara says, is you say to the brother who's here, we don't wait. Shahuye Mitzvah, Lo you can't allow your mitzvahs to become chametz. Jose, isn't this incredible? We just learned about the Bechar, Tainas Bechorim, a reference to chametz. Don't allow things to become chametz. Erev Pesach, absolutely incredible. And we're going to see that a little bit more in just a moment. Jose, the idea being is that we don't wait. We don't wait for any of the other brothers. Even if there's a younger brother, there's going to be an older brother. We don't wait. We go ahead and we force the, one of the, the oldest present brother to take decisive action. Says the Gimar, we'll say, listen to this case. Itmar, bias katan vechalitzas gadol. We'll say, what if, there's a, what, if there's a, what if there's a choice between the following? Bias katan vechalitzas gadol. So we'll say, let's say in this case over here, the oldest brother, we'll call him Shimon, wants to do chalitza, but Yehuda is willing to do yibom. So which is preferable? Chalitza with the oldest brother or yibom with the youngest brother? Is there a preference? So, one says Yibam with the younger brother is preferable. The Chad Amar Chalitza's God Ladi. I will say, do you hear what the Shaila is? You hear what the Shaila is? There's a tension. What's the tension? On one hand, we say if there's a choice between Yibam and Chalitza, we assume that which one is preferable? Which one is preferable? Yibam. On the other hand, we just got finished saying in the Mishnah, Mitzvah Begadal. Right, the mitzvah to take action in this case is upon the oldest brother. So what do you do if there's a clash? The oldest brother is willing to act, but he's only willing to do yibum. The youngest brother is, sorry, the oldest brother is willing to act, but he's only willing to do chalitza. The youngest brother is willing to act, he's willing to do yibum. So which is preferable in this case? So machlokes, machlokes, chadam rabbiyas katan adifah, chadam rabbiyas katan adifah, chadam rabbiyas one says Yibum of the younger brother is, uh, is better, and one says Chalitza of the older brother. Man da'amar bias katan adifa, the one who says that ultimately, again, bias katan is better, da'ha mitzvah b'yibum, because the mitzvah b'yibum is preferable. So better to have Yibum with the youngest brother than Chalitza with the oldest. Man da'amar chalitza's gadol adifa, b'makom gadol bias katan lav klumhi. And we'll say, the other opinion will say, no, since the Mishnah says, that the mitzvah is with the oldest brother, whatever the oldest brother is willing to do is better than whatever anyone else is going to do. So if the oldest brother is willing to do chalitza, we'll take it, we'll take it. So we'll say, fundamental machlokes. So let's analyze. So the Gemara says, Tanan, we learned in the Mishnah, lo ratza, remember again, this Mishnah, the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, if the oldest brother does not want to, does not want to, machzirah kola achin, we go to the other brothers. So my my love lo rotsa liyabim eliachin. So what does he mean lo rotsa? Those brothers didn't want to. What does he didn't want to? The pastors didn't want to means he doesn't want to do yibum. So we go to the other brothers and we see if anyone else is willing to do yibum. Vikatani mahalchin eitzal achin, and we see that we go to the other brothers. Shmamina, what do you see from here? Shmamina bias katan adifa. So we'll say, what do you see from here? You see from here that Yibum with a younger brother is preferable to Chalitza with an older brother, to which the Gemara says, no, 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 lo, lo ratza lachlotz velo liyabim. No, 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 what the Mishnah actually means is, we go to the older brother, and the older brother is unwilling to do anything, right? He's unwilling to do Yibum or Chalitza, he's just simply unwilling to act. Dikavasa, that's when we go to the other brothers. Dikavasa, 
and I will say this is the case of the Mishnah. You go to the brothers, and none of the brothers want to do anything. So the Gemara says, So we'll say that's the case, and none of the so we'll say the Gemara says, no, the case of the Mishnah is go to the other brother. So the brother, the other brother says, pass, pass. Right? That's that's Shimon. We go to Levi. We go to Yehuda. Everybody says the same thing. Then what does the Mishnah say? We go back to Shimon. I will say, so why do we go back to Shimon? Lemichpie. We go back to Shimon because we force him. Shimon, you must now do something. You have to do either Yibam or Chalitza. To which the Gemara says, So why don't we go ahead and force one of the other brothers? Why do we have to go back and force Shimon? Kevan de mitzvah alei didei ramya. Sorry. Kevan de mitzvah alei didei ramya lididei kaifinon. Rebosa, because since the primary mitzvah of Yibam slash Chalitza rests with the oldest brother, what we do is, we'll wait, if the oldest brother doesn't want to do anything, fine, we'll wait to see if any of the other brothers want to act. But if none of the other brothers want to act, then ultimately the responsibility comes back to the oldest brother, and we force him to take decisive action in one direction or another. To which the Gemara says, Tnan, Tala Bekatan Achiyagdil. So I'll say, so we still have this Machlokas. We still have this Machlokas. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, what's more preferable? Yibom with the younger brother, or Chalitza with an older brother? To which the Gemara says, let's see, Tanan, Talabekatan Achiyagdil. Ultimately, we go ahead, let's say the brothers said, let's wait for Yehuda until he gets older, right? He's the youngest of the brothers, right? So they say, let's wait for him until he gets older. He'll do Yibum, right? So what's the halacha? In Shomenlo, we don't listen t- to the brothers, rather, we force decisive action now. To which Gemara But I understand. If Yibam with the younger brother is preferable to Chalitza with an older brother, then what? Then why not go ahead and just wait? Shouldn't you just wait? Wait and halacha let the younger brother get older and he could perform Yibam. To which the Gemara says, same idea. say, but the way the other case, let's say they say, let's wait for the older brother until he comes back from overseas. We don't listen. Amai nintar dilma asi Why don't we wait for him? After all, again, let's wait for him and what? Maybe he'll do chalitza. To which the Gemara says, Ella kol shahuye mitzvah lo mishahinon. say, what a profound yisod. When it comes to the performance of a mitzvah, we do not wait. We do not delay. say, I just want to point out over here, what the, what the Mishnah is highlighting is that halacha lamaisa, halacha or chalitza has to get done. Rebbe say, by the way, it's also out of deference for this woman. In other words, you cannot leave her in limbo, right? She, she has a right, she has a right to know either there's going to be Yibu, there's going to be Chalitza, but there's absolutely no reason to string her along. So the Gemara is first off from an interpersonal perspective, and I will say also from, from, a, from a halachic perspective, we do not delay in the performance of mitzvah. So I will say, what a profound yisod in life also. Shahuye mitzvah lo when something in life needs to get done, get it done. Do not delay. Do not, I will say, how often in life do we just kick the can down the road, right? And we kick the can down the road. And I will say, it's interesting. When someone kicks the can down the road, really do we ever say, oh, I'm just punting. I'm just delaying, right? What do we often say? I'm waiting for the gadol to come back from Medina Sayam, right? I'm waiting for the katan to grow up. In other words, there's always a good svara to punt, right? There's always a good start to keep the candle on the road. The Gemara says, don't delay. Don't be one of those people who always has an excuse not to act. Don't be one of those people who always has an excuse to delay, to tarry, right? Shehuye mitzvah 
lo mishahinon. At the end of the day, if something needs to get done, get it done and get it done now. And I will say again, here lies the distinction between chametz and matzah. Right, what's the distinction between chametz and matzah? So only one thing. It's the same ingredients between chametz and matzah. The only distinction is, only distinction is time. Time. So I will say again, this, I just want to point out, I just want to point out, if you want to understand the entire hashkaf of the Antova Pesach, it's this line. Shahuye mitzvah lo mishahinan. Get done what you have to do in life. Don't delay. Don't tarry. Live a life of matzah. This is what, this is what the Chacham says. The Chacham says, tonight, we're going to read this. Chacham mahu omer, what does the Chacham say in the Haggadah? Ma'edos v'achukim v'amishpatim. What are all these mitzvahs? The great Tzadik of Lady Yitzhak Abedichev says, you know what the Chacham is asking? Chacham is saying, Tate, Father, all you need in Yiddishkeit is one mitzvah. What's the one mitzvah? Matzah. If you have matzah, you don't need anything else. Because what does matzah teach us? Shahuye mitzvah lo mishahina. Don't delay. Act now. Mitzah Opportunity presents itself. Grab it. Take it. Run with it. If you have that hashkafa in life, then it, and you take advantage of your opportunities as they present themselves, then what other mitzvah do you need? What other hashkafa do you need? If you believe that matzah, again, matzah also represents the hashkafas Hashem. We left, we left in Mitzrayim in such haste because Chesh Baruch Hu told us to go and we followed. Chesh Baruch Hu runs the world. That's number one. Follow him wherever he goes. And number two, don't delay. The opportunities that come up in life seize them. So the, the Chacham says to his father, we're going to hear the Chacham say tonight, Tata, why do I need everything else? Why do I need all the other mitzvahs? All I need is matzah. All I need is matzah in life. Because shahuye mitzvah lo mishayinah. Tzarev Pesach, I didn't make this cycle. right? I, I just go ahead and teach the Gemara. I will say, isn't this absolutely incredible? Isn't this incredible? Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach, in a seven and a half year cycle. By the way, we're not finished. I will say, since says the Gemara, what do you see from the Gemara? Halach so we don't delay, but rather again, we force the brothers to take action now. So the Gemara says, I'm a base. It's time. So I just want to point out, we still haven't answered our question, which is at the end of the day, at the end of the day, which is more preferable, right? Yibum with a younger brother or Chalitza with an older brother. All we've established, I say, is that what? We're not going to delay, right? We're definitely not going to tarry. That's for sure. So I will say, ultimately, again, our alternate version of this, that everyone agrees that if there's an opportunity for Yibum with one of the brothers, even if it's the youngest brother, that of course is preferable. Right? If one of the brothers is willing to perform yibum, then halacha lamaisa will always take that option. Keep ligi. So I'll say, interestingly enough, where does the machlokes come up? Bechalitzas katan. With chalitza of a younger brother. Listen to this. Vahachi yitmar. This is what it means to say. Chalitzas katan, bechalitzas gadol. So I'll say, here's an interesting discussion. If there's a choice between a chalitza of a younger brother and chalitza of an older brother. So I'll say, isn't this interesting? In other words, let's say you have two brothers ultimately, again, who are willing to go ahead and perform chalitza. So who should do it? So the Gemara says, So pligi barab Yochan, barab Yoshoban, lady. It's machlokes. Chad amar chalitza's god ladifa. One says, chalitza, the older brother, is adif. The chad amar ki hadadininu. And the other opinion says that halacha lamaisa, they're the same. They're the same. The equivalent chalitza is chalitza is chalitza. Makes absolutely no difference who is performing it. So man, Amar Chalitza's Godel Adifa. 
the opinion that says that chalitzas gadol is better. The mitzvah begadol. So we'll say because again halacha lamaisa, the primary mitzvah of yibum rests with the older brother. The idah, the other opinion, will say ki aminon mitzvah begadol leinyan yibum. When do we say that halacha lamaisa, the older brother has a greater obligation? That's what the mitzvah of yibum. But I will say, ultimately, again, when it comes to chalitza, they're the same. So I will say, I just want to point out, this is now a new layer of tension. Just to keep in mind what we have going on over here. So first of all, the principle that we've, well, what's the principle that everyone agrees with? Who do we start with when it comes to the mitzvah of Yibam? Who do we start with? The Gadol, the oldest surviving brother. So we'll say that's uncontested. Everyone agrees, right? So that's piece one. Piece two, then is we know that if the older brother doesn't want to act, what do we do? Go down the list. No one wants to act. What do we do? Go back to the brother. Go back to the brother. Oldest brother. They both say, I, what else don't we do? If they say, wait for this one, wait for that one, do we wait? Do we wait? We wait for no one, right? But rather, again, we will force the oldest surviving brother to take action. Why? Shahuye mitzvah lo Because we don't delay their performance of this mitzvah or for that matter, any mitzvah. They both say, here is the machlokas. We have multiple brothers who are willing to take different actions, right? Different actions. So in category number one, I have an older brother who's willing to do yibum, a younger brother's willing to do chalitza, right? In case number two, you know, we have not resolved that yet. In case number two, I have two brothers willing to do chalitza, oldest brother and younger brother. So I both say, in case number one, the shayla is, on one hand, I have mitzvah begadol, but the gadol only wants to do chalitza. But yet, we normally assume that Yibam is preferred, but that's only coming from the younger brother. So how do I balance all of that? In case number two, all I have is Chalitza on the table, when the only option is Chalitza, does it matter who's doing it? So those are the two things in play over here. So it says the Gemara. So the Gemara says, so, uh, good. So when we go back for that, so we'll one opinion says that no, no, chalitza of an older brother is still is still preferable, and the other opinion says, other opinion says no, chalitza is chalitza is chalitza. Once chalitza is being the only time that the older brother has preference or both sides where by yibum, but once chalitza is going to be done, it doesn't matter who's doing chalitza. Says the Armand Amar Chalitza's God Ladifa, the opinion that says that Chalitza of an older brother is preferable, Doha Mitzvah Begadol. Because at the end of the day, say, the, mis- the Mishnah says Mitzvah Begadol. That still at the end of the day, the Mitzvah is for the oldest brother to take action. Whether that is going to be Yibum or Chalitza, to which the words of the Idach, the other opinion will say, Ki Mitzvah Begadol. When we say ultimately again that the Mitzvah is Begadol, Le'inyan Yibum. That's for Yibum. They're absolutely the same. This is the tension. So let's analyze. So Tzinan, Lo Ratsu, if the brothers did not want to act, so let's say he went down the line of the brothers and no one wanted to do anything. We go back to the oldest brother. So my love, Lo Ratsu, Liyabim, Elalachlots. So let's say, isn't the case where they didn't want, we went down the list, none of their brothers wanted to do Yibom, but they're willing to do Chalitza. And we said that we go back to the oldest brother. We'll say, what do you see from there? Shmamino, Chalitza's Godel Adifa. We'll say, you see from there that Chalitza of the older brother is still referable to Chalitza of the younger brother. To which the Lord low, low, sorry, low, low, Ratsu, low, Lachlots, for low, Liyabing. No, no, no. The case was where 
The other brothers didn't want to do anything. They wanted to give him or chalitza. Both saying that by the older brother initially, he did not want to do chalitza or yibum. So we'll say that's the case. Why did we go back to the gadol? Ultimately, again, to force him. We go back to the gadol to force him to take action. Why don't we force the other brothers? At the ultimate, at the end of the day, since the halacha is that the mitzvah is with the oldest brother. Therefore, again, we compel him to take action. So, Tashma, let's analyze. So, remember, again, we said before that Allah, let's say the brothers say, you know what, our oldest brother, Shimon, is overseas. Let's wait till he gets back and we'll figure out what to do. So, what's say? We don't listen to the brothers. Rather, we force the brothers who are in front of us to take action. And if you hold that Khalid's of the oldest brother is preferable, then what? Amai in Shulman why do we not wait for the oldest brother to come back? Nintar Dilma Let's wait. Let's wait. Maybe what? Maybe he'll come back and do chalitza. And if that's the case as well, we also don't wait for the youngest brother to get older to do yibum. Nintar Dilma So I'll say, what do you see from here? Ella, Ella. Call Shahuye Mitzvah Lo Shahinan. So I will say it's interesting because the Gemara didn't answer its question. Right? The only principle that the Gemara keeps coming back to that we agree on is that we do not delay the mitzvah. We do not delay the mitzvah. We'll say you can't allow the mitzvah to become chametz. Right? We don't delay the mitzvah. So that's the so I just want to point out the Gemara has not has does not have seen does, has not Resolve either of the two questions yet, right? Question number one, at the end of the day, oldest brother wants to do chalitza, youngest brother wants to do yibum, Who, which one is better? And question number two, two brother, right? oldest brother, youngest brother, both willing to do chalitza, does it matter who does it? So we'll say, what the Gemara keeps trying to do is to try to bring a proof from the Mishnah for one of these positions. It turns out you can't really bring a definitive proof from the Mishnah because the Mishnah can be read either way. Or you can make, you can make opposite inferences, opposing inferences from the Mishnah. The one principle that, the Mishnah, that everyone agrees with is that what? We're not delaying. We're not delaying. So also listen to this. So Tanan Hassan. We'll say, here we go. So Tanan Hassan, we learned. Mitzvahs Yibam Kodemes Lemitzvahs Chalitza. So we'll say one thing we and I'll tell you the Rambam at the end of this at the end of this year. We have another Mishnah. Listen to this. Mitzvahs yibum kodomus the mitzvahs chalitza. Right. So we'll say the Gemara says really the mitzvah yibum is preferable over chalitza. Ideally we want yibum. So the Gemara says barishon l'shayim miskam l'shayim mitzvah. That was only true originally when when the surviving brother when he did when he did yibum had in mind that he was doing yibum for the sake of the mitzvah. However, but now, unfortunately, again, when people do yibum, they often don't have in mind for the mitzvah. So we'll say, what does that mean? We'll see what this means in just a moment. We'll say, now, presently, the way we conduct ourselves is, chalitza is preferable over yibum. So we'll say, this is a fascinating societal statement. Originally, Chazal said, yibum is preferable over chalitza. But that was when people were doing yibum for the right reasons. Now, when we're concerned that people are doing yibum for ulterior motives, then the mitzvah of chalitza is preferable to the mitzvah of yibum. So the Gemara Sa'amarav, Sa'amarav says, in Kofin, we don't go ahead and force the yavam to do chalitza. Rather, if the yavam wants to do chalitza, he can do chalitza, but if he wants to do yibum, ultimately, again, we'll let him do yibum as well. Kiyasu lekanei derav, and they came before Rav, Amar 
When a when a yavam used to come before Rav, a yibum case to come before Rav, Rav would say, "Listen, if you want to do chalitza, do chalitza. If you want to do yibum, do yibum. Do whatever you want." Bididach tala rachmana. The Torah puts the decision in your hands. Vim lo yachpo saish haim chaveitz ibay chalitz ibay yavim. Pasuk says, "Rosa even the lashon of the pasuk is im lo yachpo saish." If the man does not want to take this woman in yibum, then Allah chalamai say he can do chalitza. The idea being that the decision of Chalitza or Yibam is totally in the hands of the Yavam. Ta'af Rabbi Yehuda Savar in Kopen. Rabbi Yehuda also went ahead and said, we don't force a man to do Chalitza. Bose, now listen to this. Where do we see this from? This is fascinating. Mid-Iskin Rabbi Yehuda Begita de Chalitza. Bose, here's what's interesting. They used to give what's called a Get Chalitza. Essentially, a Get Chalitza is a document which records the Chalitza process. So a woman should have, should have a document that goes ahead and shows that she went ahead and did chalitza. So we'll say, here's the text, here's the text from Rabbi Yehuda's Gita de Chalitza. Listen okay. to this. Eich, plonis bas ploni, akrovas yas ploni yevama kadamna lebeidina. Right? So-and-so, this is, the, this is the widow. Right? Widow, the daughter of so-and-so, brought her brother-in-law, the yavam, right, in front of us to Beisdin. Ve'ish, listen to this, ve'ish tamudinhu, and we will see Ash Timodinhu means we recognize. We'll see what that means in just a moment. We recognize that so and so is the brother of the deceased. Of the deceased. We said to him, So we, the basin, said to the surviving brother, If you want to do Yibum, do Yibum. And if you don't want to do Yibum, Itla le raglach. Extend, itla le raglech diyamina. Go ahead and extend your right foot. Ve itla le raglech diyamina. And he extended his right foot. Ve sharas sinei ma'al raglohi. And she took off his shoe from on his foot. The yarkas ba'anpohi roka dimischazia lebedina al aro. And she spit in a way that the spit could be seen on the ground in front of the base. And I'll say, again, we'll get into this. It's interesting. We have not really touched at all the chalitza process. So we'll talk about what the chalitza process is. And we'll say, what's, but why does the Gemara bring this down? Because what, what, what happens over here? And it, Rabbi Huda said in this, in this get the chalitza, it records that when the Yavam came before us, what did we tell the Yavam? What did the Basin tell the Yavam? Either do Yibum or chalitza, which indicates to us that what? That Allah Chalamaisa, he has that option. So also I just point out something very interesting that Allah Chalamaisa, you see this tension. Now, again, we've already seen this tension before about presently, do we go ahead and put Gibum out there as an option or do we just go ahead and tell the Yavam do Chalitza? What does it depend on? It seems to depend on whether or not purity of intention is required for Yibum. If you hold that purity of intention is required for Yibum, then contemporarily, apparently once upon a time, people were able to have purity of intention. Today, we don't assume it, and therefore Allah Chalamais will tell the Yavam to do Chalitza. But if you hold that Yibum does not require purity of intention, then even contemporarily, we could allow for Yibum. So the Gemara goes weiter. So the Gemara says, so I'll say again, said in the name of Rabbi Yehuda that they would also say Vakrino. We we read before him that which is written in the Torah in the in, in the Torah of Moshe. That they would read him. They would read the of the parsha of Chalitza. Good. Both the Gemara says, 
Ashtemudinhu Tligibarav Achavaravina. Rabbi said, what does it mean? The, the, right, the, the document said, we recognized that this man who's showing up in front of us is the brother of the deceased. What does that mean? So, Tligibarav Achavaravina. Chadamar Be'edim, Bechadamar Afilu Karavil Isha. So, Rabbi said, do you, this is very interesting, we recognize, what does it mean we recognized him? It's One opinion said, you need Eidos. You need witnesses to come to Bezdin to, to, to testify that Shimon is the brother of the now deceased Ruvain. The other opinion says, no, 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 you don't, you don't need Adis. You just need someone to certify it. But the someone could be a woman, the someone could be a solitary witness, the someone could even be a relative, right? It, it, in other words, you just need someone to show up in Bezdin and say, yes, Shimon is the brother of Ruvain, but Allah, Allah, you don't need formal testimony. We'll say, how do we pass it? And the Gemara says, it's not real testimony. It's what we call Gilui Milsa. Gilui Milsa means essentially just like a certification. And a certification doesn't require real aidus. You just need someone. So it could be a woman. It could be a lone witness. It could be a relative. It could be anyone. Just to come to Basin and certify that indeed Shimon is Ruvain's. Shimon is Ruvain's brother. I both say, how do we pass in the other two cases? So I'll just point this out. So the Rambam Paskins are both say that if there is a choice... If there is a choice, ultimately, again, between Chalitza of the oldest brother, Yibum of the youngest brother, we go with Yibum of the youngest brother. Yibum is always preferable. And I will say, whether or not we do Yibum contemporarily, we'll, we'll get into that. But Lemaisa, for that Shaila, the Rambam Paskins, if right Shimon, the oldest brother, is willing to do Yibum, sorry, is willing to do Chalitza, Yehuda, the youngest brother, is willing to do Yibum, we give the right to Yehuda to Yibum because Yibum is always preferable. What happens if Right, two brothers, Shimon, oldest brother, Yehudi, youngest brother, Bolohim, do Chalitza. Who, right, doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. And the answer is yes, we prefer the oldest brother do Chalitza to the youngest brother. So, Yibum is always preferable over Chalitza, no matter which brother is willing to do it. And if two brothers want to do Chalitza, oldest and youngest, we give the Chalitza right to the oldest brother over the youngest. Incredible. And say, of course, again, we also know we paskin, Shahuye Mitzvah Lo Mishahinon. We do not wait. We do not delay. We do not delay. We do not kick the can down the road. We don't wait for anyone to come back from overseas. We don't wait for anyone to grow up. Halacha lamaisa, yibum or chalitza are performed with the pool of people who are in front of us presently. Incredible. So remember again, so now we're quoting the price we just said before. Originally, when they used to perform yibum, there was purity of intent. Purity of intent. People would perform yibum for the right reasons, for the sake of a mitzvah. So the Gemara says, in that case, mitzvah sibum kodemus the chalitza. The mitzvah is chalitza. So we'll say, when there was purity of intent, we, everyone agreed that what? Yibum is preferable to chalitza. The action shame is kavna shame mitzvah. But now that unfortunately people don't have the right kavana, amru mitzvah chalitza kodemus the mitzvah sibum. So we'll say, contemporarily, we say that what? That chalitza is preferable to yibum. Right? Chalitza is preferable to yibum. Why? Because Allah said there's that, there's that lack of purity of intent. I will say a fascinating turn of events. Right? And now, but now contemporarily, now in our time, we've gone back to saying that Yibum is preferable over Chalitza. Wow. Says the Gemara, is that because we're such tzaddikim? What happened over here? Rabbi say, like, right, right, think about the history of this. Originally, people did Yibam for the right reasons. Salah, Yibam was preferable over Chalitza. Then apparently, again, the generation descended a little bit. 
and halacha lemaisa. Halacha lemaisa. We assume the purity of intent did not exist, and therefore halacha lemaisa chalitza was preferable. Now the Gemara comes along and says that now contemporarily yibum is preferable. So what happened? People became tzaddikim. Achshurei Dari Rashi says bitmia vechines kashu adoros. Are we better now than previous generations? So let's listen to this. No. You know what happened? What happened is we switched opinions. We switched opinions. In the beginning we held like Abashol, and now we hold like the Rabbanon. How's that? The Sanya, Abashol Omer. Hakonis esivim to l'shem noi, l'shem ishos, l'shem davar acher. But Abashol says, if the Yavam does Yibom, and the reason he's doing Yibom is why? Because he finds the Yavam attractive. She's very beautiful. Or ultimately, again, because, hey, he's single anyway. So why not? This is easy, right? There's a shidduch crisis. So why not just go? This woman is right in front of me anyway, right? Or the shim acher. Or for any other reason. We'll say any other reason means she has money. She has nice midos. She's a good conversationalist. Whatever, whatever it is. The point over here is he's marrying her. He's ra- marrying her. Ultimately, again, not just simply to perform the mitzvah, but ultimately, again, some additional ulterior motive. Kilu pogea be'erva. So Abishol says, I think that's as if he's having relations with his brother's wife, and it's an erva. Wow. And because ultimately, again, Abishol would treat this case like an erva, I think the offspring is like a mamzer. Now, he doesn't say it's like a mamzer. He says, right? He says, I'm, 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 I'm almost close. I'm close to ultimately, again, declaring the offspring here a mamzer. A mamzer. So again, Abishol is of the opinion that Yibam only works if there is absolute unequivocal purity of intent. Which means what? That Halacha Lamaisa, the only reason he's doing Yibam is why? Is why? For the mitzvah. Any other ulterior motive, by definition, fundamentally undermines what is going on here. And the Bosei makes it like an Erva situation. The Pasuk just says, do Yibam, right? The Pasuk doesn't make any mention of purity of intent. All it says is do Yibam. So therefore, all you have to do is do Yibam. There's, there's no purity of intent that's needed. So Mantan, so Bosei, so therefore again, the Gemara is suggesting over here, originally we held a Kabashal, and then what happened? Then what happened? Somehow, over time, we switched to the opinion of the Rabbanon. And therefore, again, even contemporarily, we could do Yibum, because Yibum doesn't require that purity of intent. So, man, Rabbanon, mitzvah, So, listen to this. Pasik says, the Yavam will do Yibum. Now, listen to this. It will say, Shebetchil says, in the beginning, Originally, so we'll call her Rachel, remember again, Ruben's wife, was Mutter to Shimon. I will say, when was Rachel Mutter to Shimon? Before she married Ruben. Right, originally she was, right, she was mutter. Then she was mutteris. What happens? Nasra. Then she became Asura. When did she become Asura? When? When? When she married Ruvain. Then she became Eshazach. Chazra v'hutra. Then she becomes mutter again. When does she become mutter again? When? When Ruvain dies. So, Yochel Tachra le'atei ha'arishon. First of all, I will say, you might have thought, therefore she returns back to original Hetzer. In other words, that you can marry her, no matter, do Yibam, no matter what your intentions. Tamad Lomar, Yevamo Yava Aleha Mitzvah. Yavama Yavala. There was a the Pasik says ultimately again Yavama Yavala. So mitzvah mantana. Ultimately, I will say, who says that you have to have in mind only for the mitzvah? 
This is what it means. So the Pesach says, Yavam will do Yibam. Mitzvah. Shebetchila. So we'll say, Yavashal holds that the only way Yavama Yavala, the only way for the Yavam to do Yibam is how? Is if he has explicit intent for the Mitzvah. If he doesn't have intent for the Mitzvah, then what, Rabbi Osei? Then what? According to Yavashal? It's Aser. It's Aser. It's Pogea Be'eshes Ach. Karov Avlad Lios Mamzer. He says, Shebetchila Haisalav Bichal Heter. Originally, Rachel was mutter to Shimon. When was she mutter to Shimon? When? Before she married Ruvain, the Gemara says, Ratzel Hashem Nai Kansa, Ratzel Hashem Ishas Kansa. So I'll say again, and when she was Muteres to Shimon, he can marry her for whatever reason. You can marry a woman for whatever reason you want. For her good looks, for her money, for whatever reason, for Amidos. You can marry for whatever, for whatever purpose you want. However, now once, now once Rachel marries Ruvain, so Kansa Nasra. So ultimately she becomes Asura, Zeshasach, brother's wife. Chazra, Vohotra, now Ruvain dies. She once, again become, she once again becomes permitted, right? Through the mechanism of Yibum. You might have thought that she returns to her original state of permissiveness, of permissibility. I will say, now remember again, in her original state of permissibility, right? You're permitted, right? Shim will be permitted to marry her for what purpose? For what purpose? For whatever reason he wanted. You might have thought, therefore, in Yibum also, he could do Yibum for whatever reason he wants. Therefore, we'll say the Pasuk says, only for Yibum, only for Mitzvah. We'll say, so this is the position of Abishol. If you're going to perform Yibum, there must be absolute purity of intent. Only for the Mitzvah and for the Mitzvah only. And if there's no purity, of, if there's not absolute purity of intent, don't do Yibum, only do Chalitza. Because if you were to do Yibum in that situation, Idmamish is like Arayas. Idmamish is like Eishas Ach. Incredible. Rav Am Rav says, Afil Tim Rabbanon. Give me the Rabbanon. What does the Rabbanon mean to say? Right, Mitzvah. Pazik said, the Yavam should do Yibum. It's a Mitzvah. Shebetchila haisa bechlal heter. Originally, ultimately, again, this woman was permitted. Right, bechlal heter. Right, bechlal heter. So remember again, before Rachel marries, before Rachel marries Ruvain, Ultimately, again, she's permitted to Shimon. Ratsa konsa, ratsa ino konsa. See, if he wants to go ahead, if Shimon wants to marry, he can marry. Doesn't want to marry, doesn't have to marry her. Neesra, once she marries Ruvain. So what happens after that? Neesra, she becomes prohibited to Shimon as his brother's wife. Chazra, what happens? Chazra Vodra, now Ruvain dies. Once again, she becomes permitted ultimately to Shimon. So Yachol Taksra that Teira Rishon Ratsa Konsa Ratsa Ina Konsa. So the Gemara, and let's say now again, Shimon has it now. Ruvain dies. You would have thought she returns back to her permitted status. And if Shimon wants to marry, he can't marry. Doesn't want to marry. Doesn't have to marry her. Ratsa Ina Konsa. What do you mean he doesn't? What do you mean he doesn't have to marry her? Ha'agidava. Ultimately, again. Remember, Shimon has to do something. Why does Shimon have to do something? Because she's connected to him. How is she connected to him? There's a Zeka. She's a Yavam. Rather, again, Ha'agidaba, Bichdei Tipuk. Could she go out with nothing? So you might have thought again that Allah said he could do Yibam with her, he could do Chalitza with her. Therefore, again, the Pasik says the Yavam. The Yavam should do Yibam. That's the necessary say. So the fundamental machlokis is like this. According to Abishal, Yavama Yavah Aleha Mitzvah means that what? The only way to perform Yibam was, is for a mitzvah, absolute purity of intent. If there's a lack of purity of intent, he can't do Yibam. So the Rabbanon say, no, Yavama Yavah Aleha just means 
that it's preferable to do yibum over chalitza, but even if there's not purity of intent, the mitzvah is still okay. I will say, this is the end of the suya, but I just want to read you one more line, and this is the last line we're going to do before Yom Tiv. matzos te'achel b'makom kadosh. I was saying, I don't even know what to say. Seven and a half year cycle. And the last words on the daf on Erev Pesach are matzos te'achel b'makom kadosh. I was saying, Sometimes you wake up to your vomits and you say to yourself, what am I doing here? Right? What, like, what? Even I say, I give the share. And so then it's like, what, what, what am I doing? And then sometimes the Kaddish Baruch gives you a little kiss on the head and says, Shefala, thank you so much for waking up early every single morning and learning my Torah. Thank you so much for showing up day in and day out. And I will say, you know what this is? I want to point out, by the way, this Pasuk Matzah by Makam Kaddish is not, is not the Mitzvah Matzah. It's actually by Karim Mincha. It's Karim Mincha. But I will say, but at the end of the day, this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Gityantif to us. This is the Ribbono Shalom wishing us a Gityantif. And he's telling us, just understand that tonight, when you sit by your Seder and you eat matzah, matzah is te'achal. And I will say, wherever you eat matzah tonight, the makam kadosh. Ultimately, again, just know, where's the makam kadosh? The Rebbe said, the, matzah, the Makam Kaddosh, the holy place, is wherever we're going to have our Seder. The Makam Kaddosh is ultimately the place we're going to consume our matzahs. The Rebbe is wishing us a beautiful and good and the Rebbe said, we should be Zoha, that Emirat Hashem to consume our matzahs, Bekidusha Betara, and Emirat Hashem transfer that sanctity onto the very Makam in which we have our Seder. The Rebbe said, we'll stop over today. Shkayach, everyone. All right, Chevron Zoom, Richard, Jerry, Eretz all contingent. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful yon. Chag kasher v'saneach.